sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. And welcome back to Business Eye at Dublin South FM, sponsored as ever by Don Leary Rutdown Local Enterprise Office. And yes, it's Friday. It's Friday. We've just had Halloween. Guy Fawkes is coming over there in the UK and there are fireworks and there are always fireworks in the UK. And now it's the long road to Christmas and so many good things to look forward to. Unfortunately, Joe, my buddy, can't be here, but that doesn't matter because I've got a really, really wonderful, powerful, empathetic amazing guest by the name of Elizabeth Riley. Elizabeth, how are you? I'm brilliant now. I've just heard your intro. I love it. I'm going to own all of that. Yeah, I'm sure you get that all the time. And it's 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 wonderful, wonderful to see you. And just for the audience out there, Elizabeth's calling in from the UK. She's a board advisor, international executive coach. She supports leaders achieve greater success by leading boldly with clarity, balance, and confidence. And we're going to get into all of those. And the tagline that, that she has on her LinkedIn profile, and I'd like to start with this, is be the change that you want to see in the world. Elizabeth, explain that. It's interesting. I put that up about a month ago after I had um, really just uncovered and found what was really important to me. Um, and I was surprised in the discovery. I knew I got, uh, there was a hook and I got annoyed about things, but I've never really realised what it was. And it was about inequality. And um, and I played with that for a little while, going, oh, what's that about? I know it comes from my background so I'm half Pakistan half Dutch I'm dyslexic yet I've had a successful very successful corporate career and nobody knew how I felt Mm. inside and that was the fear of rejection the fear of being found out who I was yeah. And I just felt that's not right that people should feel like that. And be the change that we want to be in the world is for me, it is about reducing inequality, but it is also being at peace with who I am, accepting, yeah. embracing, celebrating yeah. who I am and my uniqueness. Yeah. Um and start living into that reducing that inequality so it comes out in all the work that I do or just in my being every touch point yeah and it will just ripple effect out into everything that I do and that's how change comes about no it does it always comes from inside and just to go back about how you felt about yourself did did you feel because this is going to feed into our conversation about leadership did you feel that you were containing yourself because of fear of being found out? Was there some sort of form of yes. holding yourself in? Complete shame and fear. Shame. Wanting right. to hide. Um, and it's 
Yeah, shame and wanting to hide who I was. And that's terrible. <laughs> you know, well, no, it's not terrible. So listen, all of it is okay. It is, we, we, uh, uh, you know, I even, um, and I put on some of my LinkedIn posts. You know, I I grew up in the 70s. Um, had my children when I was 28. And I know that I would take my wedding ring off and my engagement ring because I didn't want people asking me about children when I went for interviews. Mm. And to hide all of that. It's very intrusive. It's unbelievably, and as a man, I I mean, I can, I, I comprehend what you're saying, but I've never viscerally felt that, you know, and that's really intrusive, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, listen, we all there's all elements of ourselves that we don't want others to find out but actually cognitively all the energy that we're taking using up yeah to hide if we just relax and we we're in an environment where we can just be yeah then we can we're not fighting, we're not using all that brain space trying to hide, hide, hide. We can just get on and be great and do the work that we're there to do. So do you think by containing ourselves, we're diverting our potential from the opportunities that exist? That, that's what we're doing, I guess. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and also, you're operating from a place of defensiveness. You're all yeah. the time hypervigilant for being found out. Oh, I'm going to trip up. Um, listening for what people might say. I mean, you know, I've had people sit there around me um, making racist comments. And I sat there because when you look at me, um, you wouldn't be able to say, you wouldn't be able to notice or go, where are you from? And and when I've sat there and they've made racist comments, I remember... um, walking out and calling my mother-in-law and crying my eyes out because it's comments they were making about my dad. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I really feel that. And, you know, the whole thing about identity, I mean, let's move this a little bit into leadership because it maybe explain the work you do for the audience. What, 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 you do a lot of work around leadership and coaching, but, 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 how do you bring what you've learned about yourself and your self-connection into the work you do? By celebrating and recognising the strengths. So all the lumps and bumps of our journey are amazing. And we've learned all so much about ourselves, much of life and um, even commercially when we're in businesses and it's not going that great and I think on our CV we worry when we're applying for jobs and everything like that but actually um for me it's a strength because I get the world that of the people that I'm working with and um and the idea of perceived failure um, and even when I've worked for businesses, so I've worked with FTSE 100, and then I've worked to bars growing tech startups, yeah. and um, and that may have gone into administration. And then that's a bit of shame as well. You don't want anyone to find out you work for a business that went into administration. I mean, now economically, there's 
sadly, there are more businesses doing that, but you would want to hide that. But um, if we go back and just regroup, can you just repeat the question to me a minute? Because I can feel I'm going off sideways. No, okay. no, it's no, on, no, I'm not answering. Let me just go this, back. This chat is always leading in different directions, which is great. And But the question was around... The things you've learned about yourself, the, the, the self-recognition, the, the, the recognition that, you know, you don't need to contain yourself. In fact, you need to be free to, to maximize your potential. How do you bring that in the work you do? Just explain the work you do with your clients, the type of work and, and what it is about you that you bring into helping your clients. And the type of work that I do with clients is on a one-to-one yeah. And it's supporting them in going beyond what is at surface level. We yeah. often have these conversations and we're moving around. Yeah. You can think of it as ice skating, just going around on this, moving around people. Um, but actually, it's about going deeper and really getting this deeper understanding of working with emotional intelligence um, and creating a safe space to explore and reflect and notice what's actually going on for ourselves. Yeah. Um, because when we can realise what's going on internally and process and sense check some of the stories we might be telling ourselves and getting perspectives, mm. uh, uh, you know, just get things a bit more in perspective, what actually is true and what is, and what can we do something about, relax into it, it unlocks. So much. It does unlock so much. Yeah, and you just need this space sometimes, uninterrupted time and space to think with another person, an objective person. Yeah. Who's there, your person, that you, you, that when working with them, with clients, it's an unconditional space. It's an yeah. unconditional acceptance of just yeah. how someone is turning up. And that already just helps you in your thinking. Yeah, it's it's so powerful. Like we all need each other. And you and I have spoken a handful of times and I've I always come away. It's funny, I felt, I feel less lonely when I come away from our conversations. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's the impact that we can have on each other. And I know that you have a, you've had a career in HR. You've had senior positions in media, marketing, and uh, retail. And I'm going to ask you a direct question: do, do HR departments really notice people in businesses? Oh, I I think um, we're all human and we're all different. For me. That was first and foremost. That's why I went into it. I'm intrigued. Uh, I I love people. I love people watching, seeing what's going on. And um, I, my whole career, I always felt it was about dignity, respect when working with people, making a difference, adding to the bottom line. But I think over the years, I got pulled so far out of shape Mm. from who I was um it was then upsetting because the core of who I am um is about making a difference for people and I think um you uh, in HR 
definitely it more recently you are at the sharp end of doing some things which yeah. are that pleasant in restructuring or yeah. um yeah when things when things aren't going well in business and it and it's yeah it's tough I I, I asked because there was an article in the Sunday Business Post over here in Ireland, which is the big, what's well, called the Business Post now, the big business uh, newspaper on Sundays. And there was an article about HR and there was a question posed to employees. And the question was, can you really rely on HR given that they work for the company, not you? And I've never really thought of it that starkly. And, you know, companies are funny things because they're separate legal entities. They need to make a profit but they're only comprised of humans. And I often wonder, like, you know, when I get bad service, I had bad service this week from a, um, uh, a media company and I got really, really angry because I couldn't get through on the chat box. I couldn't get through on the phone line. There's no return email. And I'm thinking customer service means service. It doesn't mean being ignored. And I just get this sense that not all, but some companies are completely losing contact with humans, which is ironic because they don't exist without humans. What do you think about that? Because, you know, you posted something about in a world where growth mindsets, common sense and resilience are perhaps more important than ever. That doesn't sound like common sense to me. So what what do companies need to do to come back and reconnect with humans, do you think? Well, I think they need to remember that actually humans are the most important asset, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but but how, how, how can they, some of these companies re, some of the banks, you go into a bank and you can't talk to a human. How are they going to, are they ever going to come back to us? I think they are. I think, listen, they're, um, there is a new perspective on leadership going forward I think there's been this very um we've had very traditional and top down and pushing and telling I think at the moment everybody is really running at full pelt and really trying to just get on and deliver but there is this for leaders going forward and in the future it's about actually having some time to slow down and that's where the, the beauty of working with a coach and using them as, as this reflective partner to really um, slow down and, and connect with people because it is people to people. And it is about, so I, I think it depends on um, the type of business, whether, um, you know, where we're talking about customer service. But I think, you know, if we're talking about customer service and there is that face-to-face contact. But I think these banks where um, it, where we've got a lot of automation happening, I think they're going to bring back some of this customer service side of things. Because for me, either, even I as a customer, yes, I can buy things online, but actually that beauty of going in and talking to people. But even when you're in a supermarket, there's just chatting to the cashier or chatting to somebody yeah. um, over the counter we are human we need relationships and that's the bit it's about this relational presence it is with another person yeah and that's why when i said oh be the change that you want to see in the world it's about this authenticity this yeah. connecting this slowing down this yeah. really having a trusted um relationship and listening Really, really listening, like really listening. Yeah, but really being in the presence of the other person. Yeah. And that's where with leaders, it's 
showing up as yourself without vulnerabilities yeah. or you know as a leader we don't have to know all the answers to everything and no. it's okay not to we don't know we don't some people know I've got to show I've got to show I know it all I'm in control I've got it but actually you in being open there's some things I don't really know but I'm going to play you know I'll use you let's partner up and that's that role modeling that's being inspiring and people will engage with you and follow you and move forward yeah the irony the irony is though that and I was a victim of this myself so many of us move from that authentic self to this self of expectation right so we 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 fall into the trap of self-expectation and what others expect and we and I ended up almost being like zombie-like. I mean, I, I was in 15 years in the legal profession, and I found it very difficult every day, right? Because emotionally uh, and, um, you know, kinesthetically, it wasn't me. I, you know, I'm, I'm very much about connection and open-heartedness and, and and all that stuff, and yet it wasn't happening around me. And so every day my, my psyche was fight. I've just felt uncomfortable. And... Now I'm out of it, and I love what I'm doing. I think to myself, how the how did I last so long? You know, and so there must be there are so many people who are in that place where they're just existing because it's like they're grinding against the system. When when you meet somebody like that, right, and you can sit as a client, for example, what do you? How do you start to open up the the? How do you find the first crack to try and get them to open? come back to themselves what do you what do you look for well i'm going to pick up on a um a word a phrase that you used when you used open-heartedness and um, when we were talking about authenticity um just earlier in our conversation i thought oh i don't want to use the word heart because <laughs> i'll make people run for the hills but actually it is working it is. from my heart yeah and when I worked in corporate, I hid that. I just really buried it and I desensitized and I withdrew and people didn't see it. And all they saw was someone cold and yep. it wasn't authentic, but I was hurting and that heart was uh, there, but I just buried it and buried it. And thought, I've got to get this done. I've got to deliver. I've got to do this quick, working long hours, tiring myself out and on this hamster wheel. And I think, you know, before working up, I celebrate and I don't apologise for working from the heart. And it is unconditional sitting and being in that space. And I think when you hold that space and have that presence and working with people, they feel it. They feel it. That's that's the thing. They feel and they connect. Yeah, and it's they just even relax into the space. And straight away, things just slow down. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Notice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you know, you and I are almost having a private chat here. It happens to be we're on a radio show, but we've had these conversations before and and I'm noticing, it's funny, I'm personally noticing a lot more because I'm slowing down, you know, as a result of conversations with you and some other conversations, I'm noticing that I'm slowing down and therefore I'm noticing more, you know, and I'm noticing, you know, I posted something yesterday on LinkedIn about 
I've been I'm consciously on a journey with the messaging I'm putting on LinkedIn and I'm consciously now noticing some of the feedback and some of the connections mm-hmm. and I'm almost anticipating them because because I'm connected because I'm present you know I'm not just pumping stuff out sometimes I just pump stuff out but generally I'm consciously present in what I'm saying and, and how I want people to feel that I'm feeling when I'm saying it if that makes yeah. sense and that just takes I guess my question is, why do we think it's all right to be rushing around all the time when it's actually counterintuitive? <laughs> well, because I think um, it is counterintuitive, but in being busy and doing stuff, we're being productive, but we're kidding ourselves. Yeah. Now, there's two brilliant books, which I don't know. So there's two brilliant books. Um, I don't know whether you have you heard of Otto Sharma? Yes. Yes. Oh, see, so I'm a massive fan of Otto Sharma and Theory U, and it talks about this going into presence and sitting at the yeah. bottom of the U and just noticing. Yeah. And um, for me, I think definitely over the last two years, you know, we were slowing down and then our brains were running, mine definitely, because there's all this uncertainty. You're trying to make sense and my brain was running, running, running. And um, someone used the phrase of we're, we're stepping out onto a pathway which hasn't yet been formed. And I thought it was just beautiful. Yeah. But I think also um, in my work, so I'm also a, a coach supervisor, so I supervise other coaches. And with that, there is just sitting in that space and trusting what needs to emerge will emerge. Mm. And um, and that's with that slowing down and just giving yourself time and trusting it. Yeah. And there's um, Steve Jobs also in his commensurate speech to Stanford in 2015. He talked about joining the dots. Mm. And sometimes we we should just trust and allow, see what's going to emerge and allow ourselves to follow. Yeah. And he talks about looking back and he can see and make sense and join the dots behind him. But you've got to take this leap of faith as you go forward yeah. to follow. Um, that path and what, what, what where you've been driven mm-hmm. so how does and that's the journey i'm on and you're on that journey and we're very aware of this but how does a leader of a company who's answerable to shareholders who's working in an organization with egos who's answerable to a board all of the and who's subject to macroeconomics which are the tough things how how do you blend this slowing down being more aware or being more in touch with those tougher realities because they sound like completely you know distant opposite how is that possible well in the slowing down you actually speed up so in that slowing down and you get that calmness and you know so start working when um some of the work with uh but how I've worked with people in the past and go, oh, no, I'm too fat. I'm too busy to do five minutes meditation. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. But if it was a phone call for someone, you'd take that phone call and have it. Yeah. And it's just trying to build that into your day. Yeah, and yeah. it's amazing to see the transformation. 
It yeah. is amazing to see this transformation of small, tiny little habits. So neurologically, we know if we have a look at the pathways in the brain, we're trying to create new pathways. Yeah. And then by doing that meditation and focusing on something going forward, rather than I need to stop, 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 but just turn away from that and look at what's going um, and the direction that you want to go forward in that then just um, keep focusing keep focusing a little thing at a time and embed that change and embed that change layer upon layer the change is then just beautiful and you can see it over six months because I use when working with clients I I do um, it's an assessment we do at the beginning and then at the end um, and it's an emotional intelligence one, and you can see every client has improved over six months. Yeah, yeah. And just even their wellness, their their confidence, their self belief, their ease within themselves is staggering. Sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. You know the fact that uh, businesses have all these challenges and leaders need to slow down. How do leaders function, slow things down to be able to be successful, but also to enable the company continues to be successful? They will just, let's just, I'm just going to kick it off here, right? Oh, there's no silver bullet to that one. I think, listen, um, so I was working with a team and um, I think it had been a really successful business. We were moving from being offline. So this would have been back in 2000 and would have been after the iPhone came out. So they were moving from being offline to being digital. And I think there's a bit about recognising where you've got to to, um, today. If we stay the same as we are today, it's not going to take us any further forward. So there's going to have to be some changes, and that's either as a person or as a business. And if you want to be successful or to be leading, there's always, um, I, I think it's always important to just pause and have a look at what it is that you need to be doing or what you want to be doing that's it what you want to be doing and what's important for you and then some of the changes that you need to make as you to achieve that and some and but it's uh, it's not something that you can you can there are books and to be curious there we go be curious about what it is that you um what's out there uh, and and your style because it, the same style we've got to adapt our styles. How do you know? How do you know? And I'll explain why I'm asking this question in a second. But how do you think you know that you've got the awareness? How do you know that you've reached a breakthrough point? What? How, we, uh, there you go. We never are there, so we're no. never going to be the perfect thing for human. So uh, and the world is changing and the business world is changing and that is all about adult development we just continue and that's the most important thing there you go that is the most important thing is if you're not learning if you're not changing you're not evolving absolutely that is that's then the flag something something's yeah. up and oh what do i need to do and to be curious and inquire and explore 
Yeah. The reason I ask is uh, the weekend just gone, I was really honored to be interviewed for a new training program over here by somebody quite well known, very well known in the media space. And and so I was there all morning on Saturday being questioned by this guy under cameras with somebody else. Mm. And then he turned to me. Amazing. That was amazing. And, And I was pinching myself being there, right? And then he turned to me just before we were going to record and he said, are you nervous? And I honestly, genuinely said to him, I'm not nervous. Yeah. I wasn't nervous, right? That was the first thing. And then as we were being interviewed, there was a point in the conversation when I said something, a couple of times when I said something to him, uh, he's a very famous radio presenter who's gone through mental health issues himself. And, and, and when I said those things, I could see his eyes light up, right? And I was under bright lights and I was under pressure. Mm-hmm. And yet so my, it felt like my world had slowed down sufficiently that I was really so aware that A, I wasn't nervous and B, I was noticing my interviewer, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I felt at the time, wow, this is a sign that I'm really becoming more me, that I'm really be- moving into me. And that's the first time I ever felt that. But do many people feel that? And uh, and I know it's only a part, it's a rung on the stairs and it's an amazing thing, but it's taken me 54 years to experience that. I'd imagine a lot of people never experienced that. I think you're right. I, I, I would agree with you. Um, wow. And some of it is fear. It's fear, isn't it? Yeah. It's fear to show up as ourselves or fear to talk about the challenges because that's all oh, that's that could be perceived as a weakness but actually they're not weaknesses and that's where the strength comes from and I think you asked a question earlier and I, I can't remember what the question was but I think what I'd like to share is when I left corporate and um, I decided to set up my own business I thought, oh, I need to, um, I wanted to look professional and everything as though I knew what I was doing, but I didn't want to stand out because I didn't want to be judged or rejected. So I made myself as vanilla as possible. And there was no sticking my head above the parapets and being colourful and different because, oh, my God, people were going to reject me for that. But and being vanilla and being allowing myself to disappear, you couldn't see the magic. Yeah. And, yeah, no, I, I get that. And it's funny because I did the opposite. I went full throttle and caused, called myself the growth strategist because I, I didn't think about the impact and whether people would judge that or think that was trivial and stuff. And today I'm doing the opposite. I've just rebranded my LinkedIn profile and I put some of that boring wording in around management consultant and leadership coach. <laughs> so, but I feel okay to do that because I've taken the plunge and that's actually what I do, you know, what, whatever it takes to be you, I think. You know what I mean? That, that, that one th- you need time. to evolve. And how do you know you whether do. it's right or wrong unless you try something different? That's you the point. That's the point. That's the point. And, you know, we talk about resilience in the last you know, few minutes. I mean, resilience, it's so misunderstood. A lot of people think, I think resilience puts pressure on people because I think um, a lot of people think it's coping with life, but it's not. It's having the capacity to cope, which can mean saying, no, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to avoid it or I'm going to try and change it or move away. 
what what do you think about resilience? Is it so misunderstood? Does it actually put pressure on people? I'll talk from my own experience. I historically, I think I would have not wanted to have gone to a place that I knew hurt because I thought, oh, it dragged me down. But what I'm learning is it's okay to sit in that space and go, this is uncomfortable, I don't like this, or, uh, but it's, and in acknowledging that, you're not doing the fight, fight, freeze. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's okay, and it's normal, and we're human, and you've just got to, it's acknowledge it and be with it, and yeah. then get up and move on. And it's the bounce. It's our elasticity. But what I have learned from personal experience, if we try and avoid it, we're creating a pressure cooker and then there's no resilience. And then that's when you get these real spikes of emotion and we're just, you know, we're keeping it contained, 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 contained. Mm. And it's the worst thing possible because you're just creating more and more pressure and you're denying stuff. And so then you're not being authentic. You're not showing up yeah. it's kind of your life you're kind of lying to yourself and um you we can and people spot that your team will spot it you do you they feel it they yeah. feel it they almost smell it you know we can kind of just it's so real and yet yeah. the irony is we we think we're not being seen oh that. yeah oh but i uh, but i think you know that's even as leaders or when we think if we sit, uh, listen, we're just about sitting still. So we think if we're sitting still, then, you know, people will think we're calm and our express faces. It's energetically people will feel the field yep. of you or where you are within That's yourself. That's a good way of putting it. That's a good way of putting it. They'll feel that field. You will. <laughs> well, you can have a look. So if you have a look at energy, you, you have a look at what people will spot. They, you know, you get on five, you can go up to someone and you've got, oh, this doesn't feel. And sometimes we'll interpret it going, oh, my God, it's me. What have I done to upset them? But actually, it's not to do with that. It's something that they're working through within themselves at that moment in time that we have no idea. And it's nothing to do with us. But we we have energy. All of us do. Yeah, absolutely. That goes back to them working with clients. So you said to me, how do you open that door? And it is that energy, that yeah. energy of projection. It's all okay. We're here together. Yeah. yeah. Connecting. And consciously, that is what I do when I work. Well, wow. open for us to sit together yeah. in that container. That's powerful. No, that's powerful. In the last couple of minutes, I mean, if you had any words of advice for people out there who would really like to explore this stuff, but are fearful of doing it. Um, what first two or three steps could they think of doing in addition to connecting with you? And we'll get your details in a bit, but what, but what, 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 I mean, what's the, what are the baby steps for people around this? Well, I suppose it's um, one is recognizing. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm uncomfortable, but um uh, if, and it's okay to be uncomfortable, but don't allow it to stop you. Yeah. You've got to get, you know, you have to, uh, um, that discomfort is fine, 
And that's um, that is some of the magic of learning, isn't it? We're stepping out of our comfort zone. We, if we stay within our comfort zone, the comfort zone just shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. That's that's the way of putting it. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing. And you can see that with elderly people, as we get older, people can allow themselves and their comfort zone to shrink a bit further and further. And unless you keep pushing it, I agree. It will shrink. It's going to get smaller and smaller. And then you can watch, oh, no, I don't get up, I don't go there, I don't go there. As people get older, you know, when you look at, um, yeah. not okay, but I have a look at my mum and dad or my husband's parents, I could just see my mother-in-law, just some of her comfort zone, tricking. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, I want to shake you up. I wanted to be a bit cheeky and make it, right, I'm going to tease you a bit. And we've yeah, got yeah, to yeah. move this. It's because for ourselves, we've got to step out of our comfort zone. And also with our youngsters, and this yes. was also when we were being in lockdown and everything, is trying to help our children, the future, step out of their comfort zones. Come on, you can do it. We've got to believe we can do it because when we can, my God, it's amazing what people can achieve when we believe we can. No, that's so, so true. I mean, like, you know, go from comfort through fear to learning to growth. And, and then sometimes you go back again but don't give up you know it's a constant journey isn't it it's a constant yeah. journey Com- comfort fear learning growth comfort fear learning growth it's every day every day you know and i think that's the thing though when you feel comfort that is it's a sign you need to yeah, sign we've talked about several signs haven't we you know if yeah. there's something there it, it is a sign if you're being too cozy that's actually that's not a good thing. We need to be a bit uncomfortable and push ourselves. Absolutely. So how, how do people, it's been wonderful chatting with you. How do people find out more about you and connect with you? Well, um, I think LinkedIn would be the best place. So, and my name is Elizabeth and then it's Riley, spelled the Irish way, R-E-I-L-L-Y. Perfect, perfect. And uh, no, that's wonderful. And websites or other social media? I do media? have a website, but, you know, I think to start conversations and stuff LinkedIn. like that, I think my website's there as a touch point for people. I think that yeah. you can see from my posts on LinkedIn and everything to get a real flavour of who I am, things I talk about, what matter to me. Right. Um, uh, and, yeah. No, it's wonderful. And, you know, I suppose the messages from this are about you know, noticing yourself, not allowing yourself to be contained within yourself and 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 constantly looking to don't unashamed, unashamedly realize that this is a constant journey of comfort through fear, learning and growth. And, and I guess finally, don't beat yourself up. I mean, we all have bad days. We all have good days. And it's a constant. It's a wonderful journey life if you slow down and notice it. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Don't beat yourself up. It's all okay. It is okay. It's all okay. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. It's been wonderful chatting, and uh, I know we'll keep chatting, and I'll keep watching your LinkedIn posts. They're really inspirational. Thank you. Oh, you're wonderful. Thank you very much for having me. It's been, um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Okay, bye. bye.